Hello and welcome to the Shelton Scotsman podcast with Ben Matheson. Now, today I'm joined by my best mate in the whole wide world, Ashley John Webster. Right. right, so the first thing we're going to talk about today is a bit of politics, alright? So my first question to you, Ash, is going to be, what do you think about Brexit? What do you think is going to happen? Is it a good thing? What, what do you think? Uh, I've got to say, the first thing is that, thank God, Theresa May is out of Parliament. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing she's out of that big chair and we've got um, your boy Boris in, so... He can he can um, bring us through the old Brexit that's going on for the past three four years now. Yeah, I'd say that. I didn't even know it was going on a few years ago. It's only like came to, like everybody really knows about it for the past year or two. But yeah, it has been going on for quite a while. Um. So what what do you think about Boris Johnson? Well, he's um. I think he'll get us through. He's pretty solid. Um, already um, guaranteed the NHS a bit of a uh, few million to for new equipment and everything. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that um, my opinion on Boris is people are too quick to judge him, I reckon. Would you say that's that's, that's fair? Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, see what he did. Like, the first thing he announced was the NHS. Yeah. Situation and now everyone's like, oh, he's gonna get us through, but don't judge. You might screw it up in some way. Yeah, and I, I do believe that um, he he has said that, like you said, NHS funding is gonna increase hopefully, um, and along with that, he said that he wants, I think it was about ten thousand more police on the streets uh, by twenty twenty. How he's gonna get funding for that? Don't know. Um, he says schools are gonna improve. It's going to be more facilities and the infrastructure is going to be improved. How how much we believe of that, I don't know. If he doesn't go through with all that, he's just another politician as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I kind of believe in Boris. And uh, I think it's, it's a little bit unfair to him. I think it was a little bit unfair to Theresa May, actually, because... Um, she you was, know, um, David. You know, she was kind of chucked in the deep end because yeah. David Cameron brought up the idea, and then he jumped off, and Theresa May was stuck with all these commitments she needed to make for to yeah. impress the, obviously England and the UK. So exactly, and it's it's a really hard job being PM, so I've heard, and um, I think David Cameron it was a bit of a dick move, wasn't it? Yeah. He started the whole Brexit thing up, didn't he? And then he sort of just left Theresa May and said, "Right, get on with it." And I think it was really hard for her because she's got so many people that she wants to please and so many things that she's got to do to get this deal through. And it's a lot of effort for her. And I think she really did try her best to get what is best for the country. But unfortunately, she couldn't get anything through and nothing was good enough. And I guess all we can hope for is that Boris does us a solid. Yeah. But from what I've seen on the news so far... And all these news reporters, all I've heard is a no-deal Brexit is looking likely. Yeah. Boris has said that ideally he would want a deal with Brexit, but a no-deal is supposedly looking even bigger because, you know, we've stockpiled medicine, we've got a fund, a couple billion put aside for what if a no-deal does occur. Um, he's He's been checking out the submarines, he's making sure the army's all sorted. Along with that, we've even got um, at the port of Dover, which is probably the, the biggest place for trading in the UK, yeah. we've got loads of lorries and extra um, ferries on standby in case, um, because when Brexit happens, there's going to be a huge, it's going to be chock-a-block full of lorries and stuff. The reason for that, I saw this little um, video, and it was basically um, the port authorities, um, before Brexit, They've only got like one bit of paper to do to check to make sure that the lorry is fine to go through, all the cargo's fine. But when Brexit comes into play, if there's no deal, I think it's something to do with the backstop. I'm not too sure on what that is. But from what I've heard, they have a huge stack of paperwork to do for each individual lorry, and it takes a long time. And they said to the head of the port authority, do you think this is going to be a viable option? Do you think that you and your team can handle it? And they said, absolutely not. 
It's ridiculous. There's no way we're going to be able to deal with all this paperwork. It's absolutely stupid. And it's just going to collapse and all the trading is just it's going to fail. That's why we've got all these fairies on standby. But I think the thing, the idea that Boris is doing so much preparation for a no deal, that I think he's he's saying that he's using it as a, like an intimidation tactic, saying, you know, for the uh, the head of the European Union or whatever, he's, he's saying to them, okay, if we don't get a deal, well, that's fine. We're fine for that, but ideally we'd like a deal. But, you know, if we don't get a deal, it's not going to damage us. It's only going to damage you. But the truth of the matter is, it's going to damage both sides equally, I think. Yeah. No matter how much preparation, there's still going to be a huge fallout. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Obviously, England's got um, quite a few docking ports, obviously, in Liverpool, Dover, as you said, and loads of other places. Yeah. Um, we've even had... Boris has even had talks with um, the US President Donald Trump with um, deals and stuff. With if anything, anything we need, Trump is willing to help us, even though they're in quite a bit of debt themselves. Yeah, exactly. I think the US, US of A, whatever, they're a really good ally to have. And no matter what, any, I don't care what anybody says about Trump. That Boris and Trump, they're gonna get on like a bloody house on fire. I think that. They're both the same to me, really. Like, yeah. they're, they're both, you know... Both have dreams and they're willing to do whatever it takes to get them, get the people what they need. It annoys me because people judge Boris. Oh, he's an absolute idiot. He's got no idea what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what's going on. That's not true. The other night, I watched a, a, a really long documentary on Boris and his life and what he's like. And this whole thing, this whole charade of not knowing what he's doing and acting like an idiot. That's fake. He he knows exactly what he's doing, and every single move he makes is perfectly choreographed. He knows exactly what's going on. And the thing is, he does it's a little tactic. He appears to be a little cuddly soft bear, but really, he's a lion. He he is really sneaky and sly when it comes to politics as well. Um, I don't really have any examples, but it's it's what I've heard from his family members as well. That, that's what I heard from the documentary, and uh, he he seems like a really good candidate to be honest. He's he's a man of the people, yeah. you know. People, you love you gotta love him, but people who are annoyed of him being in power is because they don't know what he's really like. They think he's supposedly an absolute idiot. I've had some people who are in their older years, like sixties, seventies. And they've seen what he's done. He hasn't done much in the past, but they've seen him in politics for quite a while. And they've just said, oh, he's he's that, he's an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing, so don't put him in power. Now he's in power, everyone's starting to starting to ease up on him a bit because he's promised all these things and they're coming through a lot yeah. quicker than expected. Exactly. And I, I think that this... I really do hope that he gets on top of this whole situation with the NHS because I've got a few family members that work in the NHS, my uncle and my brother's partner. That, and I think that it, it's tough for them, you know, especially with different shifts. They need more staff, but unfortunately, the staff is underpaid and overworked. And along with that, the training to just even be a nurse is extremely strict. And which is a really good thing, and I'm glad that that's a thing. I'm glad that the NHS are still strict on the people they employ, which makes sure that there are less mistakes. And that's a good thing. But downside of that is that there isn't going to be that much staff, and you have a huge waiting period before you can go through your training again. Um, and the fact that, you know, it's, it's, it's not as appealing to people anymore. It's, it's underpaid, you get overworked, and I think that, you know... The people who do join up to be a doctor or a nurse for the NHS, they, they really have to have a passion. They really have to have a drive. They really want to have to do it. And it, it's a shame because there are some people who, you know, get beaten down and their confidence gets shot quite easily. And it's a shame because I think there's quite a lot of people that could quite easily do the job. I'm not saying it's an easy job, but we need more staff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, especially here in Grantham, obviously the uh, our A and E is 
shut down in the evening, you get after hours, but you've got a very long waiting queue for that. Uh, we definitely need A&E, as a lot of people in Grantham. Yeah, definitely. We need it open 24-7 when we need it, but we ain't got a lot of staff. Exactly. That's why we're sent to, if you've got an injury, you're sent to Lincoln. Exactly. That's the closest one you get. Ridiculous. If you're sent all the way up to, like, Nottingham somewhere, you've, you've there's no telling what you're going to get. Exactly. Well, everyone's trained in bigger places like Lincoln. That's yeah. our big, biggest A&E we've got here in Lincolnshire. And Grantham, we're hopeless here. Exactly. I think it's ridiculous. If somebody's got a serious emergency, it's late at night, you might as well be dead, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's at least a good 45-minute drive to Lincoln or Nottingham. Traffic can be bad. And what it's really is pitch black. It's late at night. It's raining. The weather's horrible. You've got somebody in your family's got a broken leg or they've got a really serious injury that needs seeing to as soon as possible. You've got to travel all the way to Lincoln or Nottingham in that horrible weather as as fast as you can, but being reasonable. But and to get there, there might even be a, a huge waiting line as well from people in Nottingham. And I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good idea to get rid of that A and E unit. I don't think it's good to get after uh, get rid of the after hours thing. And hopefully, Boris Johnson can sort that. More yeah. funding, more staff. But, you know, we've got to get rid of all these budget cuts. And politicians really need to understand that the NHS is something that keeps taking. Keeps taking. It needs to be funded, otherwise it won't work. And the NHS, we need to keep that. It's something for the people we need it. Because... Without it, you know, it's, we're going to end up like America. You, you have to pay for everything. Yeah. And in Scotland, you got free prescriptions, so you don't have to pay for that, which is really good. you got free bin collections, so you know how you have to pay for, like, a, a waste, garden waste here. That was free. Yeah, like 90, 90 quid for a bin. I know, it's ridiculous. We just, uh, we just stuff it in the bottom of a black bin, or we take it to the dump. Yeah. You put it in a black bag, put all the grass trimmers in a black bag, stick it in the bottom of your black bin, and they take it away. Sadly, that's what we have to do. Uh, it's a shame. Oh, actually, when I watched his, um, his first statement in the Parliament, Boris Johnson said that I think it was by... I don't know. I've probably got this date mixed up. Uh, later on in the 20s, 2050 or something. Probably completely wrong. He says he wants this country to have electric everything, electric cars, electric buses, electric um, aircraft. Um, he wants this country to be almost pollution-free. And I, I think that's a really good goal to work to, especially with, you know, we've apparently only got, what, 11 years left until everything is irreversible. So, yeah, that's... Um, so for people we were... Uh, like our parents and people older than us, they've really dumped us into it, pollution and everything. Yep. Like I, me, myself, I think we've, we can we can do it if we really try. Yeah. Uh, clean this mess up. Become more like Iceland. They they run off their volcanic um, thermal surface under the ground, yeah, yeah. and they haven't even got. They're not suffering from pollution or anything. Exactly. Uh, I think we could one hundred percent do this as a nation. We could. Definitely pull through and make sure that we are all recycling. Scotland, they're doing really well. They've got quite a lot of wind farms. They've got a lot of good recycling methods. We have this blue bin, right? And it's all for recycling. Uh, I think we also have a blue bucket for glass and we've got a food bin. Do you have a food bin here? Um, that would be considered as a black bin. The grey bin would be recyclables like plastic yeah. and stuff. I thought, because... Um, in Scotland, we, we had food bins. We had, like, a small bin for the house with, like, little green bags. Yeah. And uh, a slightly bigger version to put the little bags in. Yeah. Is that a thing here? It is. And I think it's for the people who have money to spend for smaller bins and more bins if, they, if they're required. I, I remember um, the, the first year or so that these food bins were out in Scotland, uh, they buy a little... Uh, recyclable plastic biodegradable bags they were free um but after about a year you ended up having to pay for them if you wanted more 
And I really don't think that that's a good thing. It doesn't really entice people. Hmm. You're making people pay to recycle. It, the, the whole, or you know, the whole concept of the food bin, it's disgusting. It stinks. Hmm. It's a horrible little manky bin that sits in your house with food rotting away in it. It's not nice. And people don't want to do it as it is. But making them pay for the bags to, to then do that, it's it's really not a good idea. And that's when the um, government or council said, oh, we can make a lot of people are getting into this. I think we can make some money from yeah, this. So. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't... Recycling and saving the environment and planet shouldn't be seen as a money-making thing. It should be for the better of the human human generation, I guess. Human, human species. And it, uh, I'm not saying that the older generation are, you know, some of them do care, but the majority of them, their attitude is, I'm going to be dead in 10 years, I don't care, I'm going to do what I want. And it's a shame, because the, not all of them are like that, but sadly there are quite a few. Yeah, uh, you get a um, few that say, oh, what's the point anymore, we're going to be gone in a few years, let's let these younger generations fix what we've done. Well can't that's not really fair on us because then we're going to get blamed for quite a lot of things exactly but the, i do get um why all this stuff started like they, when they started um just dumping stuff inside of the road letting nature take care of it they didn't know of all the repercussions it was going to have they didn't know about all this uh global warming really so yeah say so we'll end this uh politics segment here i yeah. guess Alright, uh, we'll be back with uh, another segment. Uh, we hope we've uh, made your ears bleed, if not, just a little bit. See you in a bit. Right, so we've had a bit of a setback. Uh, <laughs> Quite a bit. Yeah, 45 minutes worth of recording there. That's gone down the drain. Uh, yeah, the microphone, it was all connected, it was all plugged in. I did a test before it. Uh, plugged it back in again, made sure it was working, and we go back to check the recordings. It's just white noise. Uh, yeah, it's just some static in the background. I don't know what it was. It's It happened to me yesterday when I was uh, recording a solo podcast, and it's bloody annoying, I tell you. That's, that's a lot of work. Probably Put a lot of effort into that as well. we'll have to look into the system and see what it tripped it, if we can, somewhere. <laughs> All right, uh, the... Uh, Chief IT technician, Mr. Webster here, uh, thinks he, he, knows what's, he, knows what's, he knows what's up. He's got Mr. Chambers on it. Yeah. Mr. Chambers. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right, we're going to move on to the next thing, all right? Uh, yeah, let's talk a bit about uh, religion. So uh, let's uh, talk a bit about religion now. Yep. Controversial. Don't we love a bit of controversy? Con Absolutely. I don't think I said that wrong. I don't know. Anyway, um, enough with the stalling. Let's have a quick disclaimer here, okay? Neither of us are religious. I used to be religious, but I'm now an atheist, okay? Apparently, legally, I'm still a Catholic, but that, that's, that's rubbish. Um, I'm going to offend a few family members here, if you're listening. I'm sorry, guys, but... It had to be done. I wanted to get this out in the open as soon as possible so I know who my listeners are. You agree? Yeah. Okay. Um, a few friends. You're going to be annoyed because I've got a few religious friends, but tough. If you don't like it, don't listen. I'm sorry, guys. But, uh, well, let's have your opinion first, actually. What do you think about religion as a whole? What, do you think... I'm like, um, God, I don't believe in anything. Yeah. It's kind. It's kind. You get someone who get in your face. You get like a knock on the door. Oh, Jehovah's Witnesses here. Hello, have you heard of the Lord Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> no. Uh. I was born. Yes, I was born. He was obviously baptized and everything, but couldn't really care really. Yeah, it's the, the only thing that I think about Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, that's nice. Okay, well. I suppose that's nice of you, you going around, spending your time knocking on people's doors to have them slammed in your face. Why would you do that? Why are you spend? you know, they probably work all day. 
And what they want to do is go around town, knock on people's doors, try to convert them. Yeah. That's really not a good tactic. No. How much money are you getting paid for it? That's enough. (laughs) You know... From the goodness of our hearts. Oh, your heart's going to be ripped out every single time you knock on the door. Exactly. And it's like... Right, you've had a long day at work, and the people that are answering the door, they've had a long day at work. Do you really think that they are going to want to waste their time listening to you blather on about some religion? About this one person that's in... Apparently in the sky, who's always watching us. Oh, God, it's just a bit creepy, (laughs) isn't it, though? I mean, come on. I'm just trying to play a game here. I don't need someone watching me. Puts you off, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Uh, um, my my dad. Sorry, dad, if you're listening. He, d- he doesn't like me saying Christ or oh my god or Jesus or. Don't use the Lord's name in vain, son. Uh, don't use don't use the Lord's name in vain, son. Aye. I don't like it. But the thing is, he he swears, right? He says the F word. Holy words. And uh, but I I can't say Christ. I just go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what was the thing in school when you'd say like a bad word or something and then you look at people who would normally say a bad word say, oh, my Christian ears, like, shut up, mate. You say it every single day. Oh, God. Oh, my Christian ears. Oh, I'm an innocent oh. virgin. Really? <laughs> smoking low, smoking at 16 or whatever you, whatever they started at. Oh, what was her name? Sam. Sam. Oh, God, she looked like she was about 40, <laughs> though, didn't she? Yeah. She dyed her hair silver. She already... And that looked horrible as it was. And she had extensions. You could see, like, from a mile away, you can see their extensions because you can see the little plastic bits that they clip onto <laughs> her hair. And I was like, oh, cover it up at least or just lose it. Um, and then she smelled the smoke. She had a smoker's voice and a smoker's cough. <laughs> right? And, oh. We know you can't handle it. Her so face. It her face. Look at her face. She was so narrow and, oh, God. It's just like, what are you doing? Stop smoking. You're 16. Oh, what a waste of money. 10 quid for a pack of fags. Like, I tell you. I want, oh, I know we're going a little bit off track here. But uh, let's do a bit of a mix. Cigarettes and religion. That that sounds like a good mix, doesn't it? Holy, <laughs> thank God for these cigarettes. <laughs> Reliever of stress. I'm out of I'm out of I'm out of Oh my God. Well, um, anyway, I was talking to my parents when I went on holiday, and we were all having a bit of a discussion. Nice little family around a family game of cards, okay? And all of a sudden. A meal comes over, and we start writing a meal. That was really nice. We're sitting outside because it's a nice, warm, hot day. And then. Oh, that's disgusting. Somebody's. Like a whole. Like, three people sitting across from us, cigarettes, lighting them up. <laughs> Blow, the smoke's blowing over. It's disgusting. It really puts you off your food. And I don't think. How is it still legal to smoke in public places? I know there's some restrictions. You can't smoke um, near certain buildings and you can't smoke inside and stuff. But and you can't um, drop your um, fag in on the floor because yeah. that'll be a whatever. It's littering. Yeah. It's not good. It's littering and a bit of a fine. <laughs> bit of fine. There you go. But the thing is, I just think that... that I think I've got a really good idea. I think the way to go about... Um, you know, stopping people from smoking is... Not to ban it, don't make smoking illegal, because, you know, that's taking away people's rights and their freedoms. But, put taxes on smoking so high that it discourages people. And if people still want to smoke and pay those extortionate prices, then fine. But, not only that, not only are the taxes high, they make places, you know, they make... they make it illegal to smoke in so many places that you might as well just not bother. You know, yeah. the only place you can smoke are in certain enclosed areas, so your secondhand smoke yeah. doesn't get out and infect other people. You deserve that secondhand smoke because you're causing it. 
If you want to damage your own lungs, that's fine. But don't damage anybody else's because of your lifestyle choice. And think, you know, you can smoke in your house, in your back garden, in your car. Now, that's fine. But just don't do it anywhere else. In fact, no, make it illegal to smoke in your car because it's disgusting. Because yeah. it lingers. Yeah, what's the um, when you go to an airport, you'd have those restricted areas yeah. that says smokers only. Well, you're gonna blow smoke. What's a smoke gonna do? It's gonna get, go through the that, door, hit that wall, and go. Oh no, I can't go anywhere. It's restricted. I can't get out. Can't get out. Trapped. No, what, that what is happen. that? Doesn't do anything. You have like in an airport. It's just, pff, there you go. Everyone smoke. It's not gonna stay. The smoke's too, not gonna stay. It's in not. It. It's not gonna stay in one area. No. No. It's gonna get blown around. It's gonna go get, through the doors. Make them outdoor gonna smell it. It's ridiculous. Make, make them outdoor areas everywhere. Outdoor every day. Go go for a smoke. It's It's just disgusting. Smoking is disgusting, and I, I don't get why people still do it. I suppose oh people are like, oh it gives me a nice warm feeling. It's an excuse for a break. That's fine. Oh, it's a stress. It's a stress relief. That's fine. By killing yourself to having them. Yeah. You? Surely, surely you create yourself more stress as you take a drag every time. You're like, oh my god, I might get cancer from this. Oh my god, I need to stop. I need to stop. And then you can't stop because you're addicted. Yeah. I just, oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, those people that say, oh, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. They stop, and then someone comes along. Oh, have a drink. Oh, you've started again. Right. I've got this. We need to change this. Okay. Me and you, we're going to change something. I've been onto the HM government website and you can quite easily start up a petition. Nobody's done it yet. Um, I need five people to back me. Five people to sign it. Five different people. I need to say, okay, I'm going to back this. We're going to start a petition. Not to outlaw smoking, but to increase the prices, taxing on it, create more warnings and restrict smoking plate restrict places and people can smoke so much that they might as well just stop yeah so i want to make that kind of petition um now i know i don't really have a big audience at the moment and i don't really have many listeners but i like to think that once i've got this podcast out um we'll uh, we'll have a really reasonably decent following and i think that i want to use this to change something and i, I want I want to make this petition. I think if I make this petition, I'd like you guys that agree with me to sign it. All you have to do is just click on it, put your email and stuff in, and there you go. You just put some details in and you've signed it. And I think, you know, it's, it's a bit harsh, but it's also for the good of people who smoke as well. Yeah. Because I think it... We'll be saving them we, a lot yeah, of stress, save, yeah. lo- losing money and also... Exactly. Increase, I guess, age, I guess. This might be wrong, but poor people are spending money on cigarettes. They could be spending money on things like food. So like, oh my God, because that addiction, because they're addicted to it, it's, it's just so hard for them to stop. It's just easier for them to go and buy the cigarettes and maybe skip a meal. Yeah. Skip a few meals because the cigarettes, they fill them up and they don't feel hungry. And it's a, it's a shame. People need to, need to be helped more. And um, what I'm thinking, guys, is that if I make this petition, I'd like you guys to sign it. Um, I'll put it up on my Twitter. If you've got any ideas or questions, email me or send me a message on Twitter or something. My email is um, sharpenscotsman at gmail.com. You guys should not spell that. And same for my Twitter. Um, Instagram, I don't know if I'm going to use that, actually. I think I'll just use Twitter. So my Twitter's just shouting Scotsman. But yeah, um, it'd be great. I need some support for this. Thanks. Okay, let's move back to religion now. <laughs> oh, this has been a, a roller coaster of uh, topics. Ups and, down. Ups Ups and, and downs. Ups and downs. Right. Let's talk about uh, something... It's quite controversial. I'm going to stop talking like this because I'm going to scare everybody away. Um, yeah. I, we've already talked about how ridiculous it is, but, you know, you... Ricky Gervais, he's, he's, he's a huge atheist. and I, It's one of the reasons why he's one of my favourite comedians. Yeah. He's, he's, and he's, he's got loads of amazing points, actually. He's, he's got some really good valid points. 
and I, I like that. He does his research, and he he really does manage to convince a lot of people. And uh, his a recent thing that he said in his stand up was if you actually I don't think it was a stand up; it was an interview, wasn't it? He said that if you burn all the science books and you burn all the religious books, give it a hundred years, science books will be back. They'll be exactly the same. But the religious books, even if they do come back, they'll be changed completely, won't they? Yeah. Yep. Just that, to bring in more people to um, believe, I think. I agree with that. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Carr. Um, Not sure if he. I think I think he'll he'll be an atheist. I think he's an atheist as well. He doesn't really believe in. I think he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He must be. Because um, he says his favorite thing to do now, is to um, ask. Uh, Christians and Catholics, uh, so what do you think of Scientology? And they'll say something like, oh, well, it's a made-up religion, isn't it? It's just not, it's not real. It's ridiculous. And then he'll turn around to them and say, I'm sorry, what do you believe in again? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just amazing. It's such a burn as well. He's like, sorry, you believe that there's a big man up in the sky controlling everything and his dead son's going to rise up from the dead and save you all. Oh, okay. Yeah, Scientology is a made-up religion. Yeah. yeah. I'm not too sure on what Scientology is. I've tried to do a bit of research, but I'm still fuzzy as to what it is. I know Tom Cruise does something. He's got something to do with it. Uh, I know a few people that don't like him. He's a, he's a creepy midget, apparently. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of him, but I don't dislike him. I'm just not... Um, it's not yeah, I'm not following him or anything like that. I'm a big fan of Bill Burr, actually. A lot of people. You heard of him? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, how do you know? Um, I've heard of the name. I ain't really watched anything. I've just heard of the name. Have you watched uh, F is for Family? No, really, no. Oh, it's, it's really good. It, he's, he does the voice of uh, the dad. It's been a while since him. Mur- Murphy something. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually Bill. No one would think it is. Frank, I think it's Frank. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not not important, but um, it it he's really good. It's really funny. If you guys don't know what it is about, it's um, a family set in the seventies. Uh, they're not well off. They're quite poor in a way. The average working American family, and basically, it's quite dysfunctional. And it's just hilarious because it shows you what it's like living. Growing up as a child in the seventies, Andy, Bill Burr, absolutely does top notch job, cracking, cracking job. It cracks me up every time I watch it. Absolutely amazing, love it. F is for Family, on Netflix now. I'm not sponsored by them as much as I'd love to be, but uh, yeah. Do you have anything to add about this religion thing? Um, I think I would have to. I don't know. Uh, I think Reggie Ray's hits on the head most of the times. So yeah. He, he, he does his research and he can bring up a bring up a pretty good argument that rests his case and quite a few people who follow him more than the other religion. I'm sure Scientology is just a group of people who believe in like the Big Bang Theory and everything. Yeah. Like, I think Charles Darwin or someone else, when Charles Darwin did the evolution thing I think that's when it came became a big thing yeah but, but I believe that's what it is I don't I think that's what it is I, um, I think yeah. it's more of it's not really a religion it's just a belief I think you yeah. think no mm. mm. uh, yeah. that you can study exactly but I, I think we leave it there for religion okay um, I, th- I say we can go into a little bit more depth in a different podcast or another time maybe um, but I, I just want to get it out there that we're atheists. This is our beliefs. Oh, oh, I've got another another point to mention. Sorry, guys. Um, basically, I think it was Stephen Fry. He was interviewed, and they they said, so you get up to the big pearly gates. You see God. What's the first thing you ask him? And he turned around. and He said, "What the hell is bone cancer?" Or like, <laughs> what what. Why are you doing this to such good people? Like, why why does God hurt the good people? You know, people... There could be a lovely old Susan from down the street, all right? Yeah, 
this is a made-up woman. I don't even... There might be somebody called Susan down the street, but <laughs> I don't care. Anyway, she's been... She's devoted herself to God all her life. She's been very kind woman. She's very generous, always giving to charity every month. Lovely woman. Lovely. She never did anything wrong. Never One day... Found, never found love. Because that's what they are believing. Yeah, never found love. She's kept looking for the right one the one for her because God told her to and one day she get she finds out she's got cancer she's got a horrible horrible lung cancer horrible thing and she's told she's only got a few weeks left to live do you, do you really think that that's what God wants that's God's plan is it she's spent all those years Dedicated to believing in him. When he goes and treats her like a pile of dirt, that's exactly. just there. Ridiculous. There you go, help get a bit of that. Now, I know that this this isn't a true story, but I think there is quite a lot of truth in what we're saying. Yeah. I, it's, it's hypothetical, it's not real, but I think that it's happened quite a lot. I don't have any examples. I'm sure I could quite easily find some, and I'll let you guys know on a different podcast. But... Yeah, it happens, and it's sick, it's cruel, and it's horrible. And if that's what God wants for us, then I think I'm going to skip that religion. I'm going to pass on that, yeah. thanks. So, yeah, I think we will definitely end it here. All right, speak to you guys later. We might have another segment for you now. Okay, so we are back. We have decided on, uh, on another topic. We're going to go with jokes... Laughter, comedians, um, political correctness. Yeah. So, first topic, transgender. Oh, dear. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we're entering into some grey areas here. Gonna get shot at dawn for that, or... Shot at dawn? That's not it. Sharp. <laughs> ah. Oh, I'm going uh, stir-fry crazy. And I know that's not it, but, you know... <laughs> A uh, few people might understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, right, okay. So, I I believe there's there's just talk about that BBC thing you're you're speaking about the the couple on BBC. You know. Oh yeah, about yeah. That, the right? um, you know more about that. There was a man, a man and a woman. They've I think they've I think they was married or something. But um, they've decided to switch it up so the man becomes woman, woman <laughs> becomes a man. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite day. And um, they were... wants to be more dominant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there was um, they they've got a baby. They they've got they're with child. Oh, one God. of them. I don't know which one it is. How's that gonna work? I don't know, but they have decided to have it gender neutral. And one of the no, present... well, I'm sorry. The poor kid's gonna grow up, right? He's gonna be so confused because they'll be they'll have like a little album, right, of when he was a, it was a little baby. And yeah, say, say wait a minute. That wasn't me. The, your mummy, your daddy. No, no, that's not <laughs> it. I'm mummy. He's daddy. But no, in that picture there, you you're, the you're, you're the mummy. <laughs> no, 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 you see, we switched. We switched. How, that's such a mind fuck, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's just, oh, God. I'm not against it, but the poor kid, he's going to grow up and he's going to be like... Going to school, bullied. He's... Yeah, so quickly talk about why, what they want, what do they want to do to the kid? How do they want to bring him up? Uh, they want to bring, they basically want to bring him up gender neutral, meaning like when he goes in school, he's not, he doesn't, he doesn't identify, identify male as male or female. female yeah, yeah but come into uniform, human form. Oh talks. God, that was that was hilarious. Uh, I said laugh. pink socks, pink <laughs> socks. What? They're just why asking. For it? <laughs> They're asking for him to the poor kid to be beat up. And the the male producer who's. Uh, he absolutely ripped. It's a ledge. He, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely for that. Said so. Um, he, <laughs> and that's when it kicked off. He ooh, said he. Ooh. They said he can't can't identify him as he. So he said, "Well, I'm going to I'm not going to identify it as it." But uh, he, he um, you might as well give him a chance to see what he wants to yeah, become. Yeah, exactly. You can't but, just say, "Oh, you're gender neutral." That's it. You know? Do you reckon this might be the first family? Are the first parents that are going to be annoyed for their, you know, having a straight child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why can't it be bisexual like us? Uh, I like, I like, probably a bit too, a bit too far there, guys. Sorry <laughs> about that. But 
Well, mummy, daddy, you're like girls. You're not allowed to! <laughs> Be like us! You need to like both of the genders. <laughs> you, 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 it's it's you, how we... This is not how we brought you up. Like like the man said, you're brainwashing. You're uh, intending to brainwash him. Yeah, you're yeah. telling him Poor what kid. to do. Doesn't know it's what 2019, doing. allow people to do what they want to do. That's where this whole transgenderism thing gets. All the genders that have. This gets to. This is where it becomes a problem, and this is where people need to put their foot down and draw that line and say. This needs to stop. Until they reach a certain age where they're capable of making their own decisions. And they have a reasonable amount of brain power. Let's say. That's when you can start talking to them about that and start yeah. bringing them up with that. Don't. Not Force as soon them. as they came out, it's, you're that. It's it's going to be traumatising for that poor kid to go to school dressed like that. Yeah. And he's, he's going to look back when he's still a boy, maybe. And he's going to think, oh my god. What did my did, parents dress me up like? He'll probably not want to know his parents after he finds out. And the poor, I certainly wouldn't. If my parents did that to me, I'd... Oh... I don't, I don't know how I'd react, to be honest. Not that my parents would do that. I've got amazing parents. But, like, it's just, it's a horrible thing for the kid to go through. Um, but this also ties in with the whole, um, the, the toilet and the changing room, the bathroom issue. You know, when you have that one the kid that says, rooms. oh, I don't want to change in that one, them two changing rooms. Why not? Because um, I'm a bit embarrassed or don't trust something don't yeah. they don't feel comfortable comfortable of their body yeah. well for Just me I'm, I'm big yeah. I'll, I'll say i'm big but aye, I'm, aye. I'm not bothered about it i'm i'm sure i don't i don't have many muscles you know i, I don't work out Ooh, big guns there <laughs> not but uh got a little bit of fat but no I, I don't really care when i'm older i'll probably go to the gym but i don't want to be a, a muscly geezer I'm fine with what I'm like. I find a yeah. Don't go to a gym as a young age because uh, stop that gross. Yeah, yeah. See, you um, could be like five foot four, big muscles, but you're not going to grow anymore. Dead. <laughs> See, that's <sighs> the whole toilet thing. Okay, so let me put this to you. Um. Right. Okay. So I'll I'll say to you. Okay. So a man. Wants to be a woman, so he puts on a wig, puts on a skirt, puts on, dresses up like a woman. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm a woman now. I'm gonna go. I need the toilet though, so I'm gonna go use a ladies' bathroom. Do you think that's right? Should uh, that be allowed? No. Because why? Why is that? Do you, do you think? Because you, who knows? That it could be. You don't know. It could be yeah. a perv. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It could be a, a man. Pretending. Think, yeah, he might think, oh, I really want to see a bit of, uh, you know, I want to watch these ladies urinate and stuff. You know, it's just, he might just be an absolute creep and you've just let him waltz in there. Just because you think it's... You think it's loud, it's okay. Misleading. Oh, it's, it's really, it's quite ridiculous. It's just... Oh, sorry, my dad just texted me there. How's the sofa going? Yes, I'll respond to him in a second. Um, but yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a, a sh <laughs> so we were getting rid of these sofas, right? And uh, one of them went to the charity shop, and the other one they wouldn't take it because it had like a little bit of leather came off, which you couldn't really notice. Um, so we had to leave it out the back, um, for a week to wait for the council to come pick it up. So last night. Uh, me and mum and dad, we moved the sofa. Oh my god, it was hilarious. We moved the sofa out in front of the garage um, so the, the council could come collect it later on today. Oh my god, I loved it. I sat out there on the sofa with my laptop and a can of cider for a good hour or so. And these, these joggers ran past. <laughs> they were like, hello. All they see is me and my shorts. 
and they're running past. They're all looking at me like, what? And so many people went past walking a dog as well, just like, oh my god, what? This is our estate. It's like we're living in a bloody council estate. Oh dear. Well, <laughs> uh, you know. Anyway, uh, wandered off a little bit there, talking drivel. Yeah, so my idea with this whole toilet and change room issue is okay, so you, to me, you're still a man if you have the male body parts, vice versa. Until you get that operation, you are still the gender you were born as. Okay, I, I know it's a little bit harsh. But I think that that is how it should be. This is where we draw the line. And I I do believe that it's that it's really dangerous letting a man dressed up as a woman go into a lady's bathroom, vice versa. Yeah. It's as it's, it's convincing as they might be, you do not know. You do not know what's going on in their head. So I believe that until you have that operation... And you're a man or woman. If you're a man, hasn't is waiting for the operation. Use the male facilities, the appropriate facilities designated to your gender. And to, and then once you've got that operation, once it's done, deadline. You then switch over to using the female facilities, and that is perfectly okay, because yeah. you are now one hundred percent a female. You're not yeah. you're not get you you know in out in out shake it all about. You're not you're not got one. Foot in the door, have you? With the, you, you got your mind there, but your body yeah. ain't there, is it? Yeah. I know it's really harsh, a little bit controversial, but I think that's the way that we get around it. Yeah. But that's that's the only way we're gonna be able to, you know, draw the line, especially this, this poor Kevin BBC, poor lad. Um, Could you imagine in the future? God, I, I hope they do a documentary <laughs> when he's like sixteen. Or, you know, 20. We'll say 20. And he's still a boy. He's straight. And he's disowned his parents. <laughs> and he's living in America. Or New Zealand. He's all Moved the way across the globe. So I can't contact him. Yeah. And uh, they get they get him to meet up. Like, like you know. <laughs> and... Uh, oh, God. And just kick off. It's just like a Jeremy Kyle show. <laughs> Did you hear about that? Jeremy Kyle's been cancelled. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. Do you know what the reason is? Because of a, uh, one of the people who um, killed themselves. From yeah, apparently it ruined their life, Jeremy Kyle. Well, what, well it's what's, what's, replaced it, what's replaced it? Love Island. Oh, what is that? God. What, oh. That's had more, that's had more things hell. done than Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle had one person commit suicide. Love Island's had three people who have been on that show. Bloody hell. I didn't even know that. that yeah, has that exactly. Been, has that been hushed that's up? Been, yeah, that's, shh, that was quiet because everyone's really into that. Jeez. But that's why ITV created ITVB. That's where I think Love Island should belong on ITVB. Not ITV2. Bring Jeremy Carr back. Only one person died. And he was like, what, 40? The people who have killed, killed themselves on um, Love Island are like 20, 21. <laughs> Bit harsh, but all right. I get your point. Exactly. Um... It's, like, I, I don't think blaming his, the suicide on Jeremy Kyle, on the Jeremy Kyle show is, I'm sorry, you're not across. forced to go on there, are you? No. You sign a contract saying, that's fine, I'll come on the show, record me, do what you want, that's fine, I'll come on the you show. You contact his team, exactly. and then he deals with it. So, saying that you were, it ruined your life, well no, you willingly ruined your life then, didn't you? You willingly... Let yourself be exposed on a on national television in front of hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. And I, I just... Uh, <laughs> blaming it on that is ridiculous. And having it cancelled because of that one unfortunate incident. It's sad because I'm not saying I watched it all the time, but I, I, I watched a few episodes, I watched a few snippets, and I, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. It, it's, it's sad that it's true, but it... It's funny. Yeah. It's funny watching these families rip into each other. It's great. And I love when the it audience a, gets it involved. Was a, it was a time for the family to sit down, watch um, the carnage on TV. Yeah, exactly. It was a UK pastime. 
you don't have anything on on a week then there you go Jeremy Carl's had to sort your and it's, sort your humour out it's such a shame it was a real shame because it was going so well it was really popular really popular a lot of people didn't like it but more often than not you'd find somebody who did like it and it it's a real shame it was cancelled for that reason I had it's just it's a shame yeah but I suppose with the political correctness in this world where do you draw the line like, with comedians, okay, there's certain things that you can and you can't joke about, apparently. And that's fair enough. But, um, like, you can joke about certain things. And what I've heard is that, um, basically, you there's certain things that you can't joke about. Like, religion, okay? Um, Lindy Beige, he's a historical YouTuber, he does a number of other things, um, and it's really good. He's he's a good content maker, and uh, he recently made a video to do with I don't know if it's recent, probably a couple of years ago, but uh, it was just to do with what you can and can't joke about. And he's got some really good points. Like go check it out. Um, but all in all, what he said was was that say being told from a young age not to joke about a certain race or culture or religion or gay people and stuff it that is discrimination and that is the worst thing you can do make something taboo make people not talk about it and hush it up it, it that's the worst thing like it's all right to be joked about every now and then i don't mind getting joked about it's funny yeah. but like he like he has said there is a line that you don't cross and say your mate's wife just died and you say to him oh that's all right i don't like her anyway you don't that's say that that's not okay. Yeah, that's not it's okay. It's timing. So. Yeah, jokes are all about timing. And, and for the situation like that, you want comfort, you want people to like comfort Ricky you Gervais, in that area. He always says it's all about context. Another um, great person for political correctness and all this stuff, Jonathan Pye. Um, yeah. He's, you know who he is? He's, he's like a fit, his reporter, fake, fake reporter name. Amazing. Uh, go check some of his stuff out. But yeah, I think it's, it's a shame because people take jokes far too seriously and people are so offended these days, it's, it's ridiculous. But I guess uh, it's quite a long podcast and I think we're going to have to end it there. We'll uh, probably pick up on this another time. But overall, thanks for listening. It's a uh, goodbye from me and a uh, yeah, goodbye from me. Ah, you ruined it. Ah. Alright, goodbye. Right, we're back. I think we've got it. That's a goodbye from me. That's a goodbye from him. There we go. Let's go. <laughs>